Hello, and welcome to this podcast where you will learn why culture and behavior are critical to mastering strategic change. Today, Joe and Nihad are breaking down what it takes to realize the vision. They'll discuss the value of culture to successfully deliver strategic change and the importance of behavior in achieving organizational alignment, all while focusing on real-world examples of successes and failures. Join Nihad, CEO of Aquence, strategy consultant, and the Predictive Index certified partner, and Joe Frankie III, former colonel in the U.S. Army and founder and president of JF Third Associates, LLC, for great insights to help you with your strategic change journey. Hi, Joe. Thanks for joining me on this podcast about strategic change and what it takes to sustain change. It's good to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing great and happy to be here because it's always fun talking to you. So, Joe, when you hear strategic change, what do you what do you hear first? Well, to me, strategic uh, change uh, means we're doing it almost at a cultural level. Okay, because we're getting beyond the tactical level on, okay, how is this task going to be done? We're probably more back to uh, how are we going to approach things as opposed to how are we going to do something? And uh, a lot of people want to look at, hey, this is how we're going to do it. But nobody wants to take some time out and say, hey, is our approach to this, does it make sense? Is it logical? You know, hey, let me go ask the new person in the organization. Hey, you know, how are we doing here? Well, this is kind of different. You know, over here, you know, the last organization, we didn't go through these other two steps and everything worked out great. Yes, strategic change requires planning. It requires understanding the lay of the land and understanding people, which is very complex. So it's certainly not uh, linear. Yes, I mean, everybody's too busy to change. <laughs> you know, uh, we, wanna, uh, we want to fight uh, the fire, you know, as opposed to, uh, gosh, if we had some, uh, uh, a little bit more planning on how we start fires, uh, we probably wouldn't be putting out as, <laughs> as many. <laughs> and uh, so it, 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 people are resistant to look inward. And then secondly, your point to linear, just about everything that deals with people is nonlinear. In other words, if X, then Y, no, it's, hey, you know, these four variables affected this situation, but we want to think of it in two variables at a time. And uh, which means we're so close to it, you know, we can't see it. And I think most leaders are so, so comfortable with the tactical, uh, nobody wants to take the time to work on the strategic. Yes, very often I see organizations focusing on short-term goals because they are more tangible and more visible. But the, miss, the missed opportunity is uh, not focusing on aligning people to the vision, not designing the right culture or reinforcing the right culture to enable change and innovation. Right. Uh, you know, I go back to uh, Drucker's famous quote that says, uh, you know, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. 
<laughs> in other words, you don't really need to have a strategy if you've taken the time to um, create the culture because the culture will operate without somebody, you know, uh, hitting this gear, you know, pushing this clutch, you know, to try to make the machine do something. Uh, you can turn around, take a vacation, and everything will operate uh, appropriately. Yes, it is large scale and complex. Leaders try to find a fix between the technical, political, and cultural systems embedded in the organization as part of strategic planning activities. We all know that changing how individuals and groups do things is extremely difficult because we're always competing with the short-term goals and the advantages of maintaining the status quo. One of the ways uh, to think of this is to consider the effort it takes to change a habit uh, without time, energy, commitment, discipline. Change is impossible. And reflecting back on projects I led, I think it's much harder to help organizations that have been static for years. Uh, startup is the easiest way to affect change. In fact, um, you know, when I had different organizations that I needed to kind of start up, I would try to move them out into a different workspace, you know, and people would know it was important because I would spend a, a recurring cyclical point of my time over there. So everybody says, well, I mean, you know, he's spending his time over there. There must be something, you know, happening. And because the people that are making and delivering the change in that kind of scenario where you've separated them, they're not being held back by anybody. And so the easiest time to start change is when you uh, start with the program. The best story that I think I've ever seen on, you know, inculcating uh, change and having, you know, a strategy, I mean, a, a good culture was uh, Mustang Engineering. And they started that firm, you know, with, three guys in the middle of an oil recession and they built, you know, oil uh, equipment, you know, and did engineering, large scale engineering. And so in the space of about 13 years, you know, they went from three guys to selling the company for almost a billion dollars. And so when you look at it, uh, it was all about the culture and the culture was, you know, in just supporting people, getting things done. In fact, I, I love that example because they used a military family support group culture. You know, I mean, they actually reached out to family members of the employees, had their own separate, you know, communications channels to them, did, I mean, just did some stuff that wasn't really uh, done. And everybody, uh, you know, around the world, if they, if you talk to them and say, what do you do for Mustang engineering? And I, I remember seeing an interview one time from about 12 different places on the planet, and they all basically say the same thing. So they're all inculcated with the, hey, this is what a Mustanger does. This is what we bring to the table. This is how we, you know, slay the dragon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so consequently, there wasn't any disruption amongst anybody in the organization because everybody was on the same team. But by the same token, over time, people that didn't fit 
didn't mean they were bad people, but they didn't fit there. And, you know, you just didn't have a future there. That's a great example. Uh, there's another one I can think of, and uh, it's Kodak. I believe a, a Kodak engineer invented uh, digital photography in the 70s. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so they went from 419 billion in sales in the 90s to 2 billion today. And I believe they filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Uh, this is to highlight the importance uh, of culture to innovation and change. Uh, yeah. In fact, um, you know, it was uh, not that long ago that IBM was on the ropes, you know, years ago. And, uh, and uh, what they decided that, you know, there was all this value in their intellectual property. And they finally went in there and, uh, you know, took a look at the intellectual property and, you know, uh, saw the value in it, licensed, you know, the intellectual property. And so, I mean, it gave them uh, the ability to bootstrap themselves out of a really uh, tough situation. But the fact that they did that was extremely innovative. And I remember one of the terms <laughs> that when one of the leaders was briefing this, he says, this is like Cortez coming to the new world. You know, we're burning the ships here. So you can't go back. <laughs> forward. Also, Joe, given your years in service uh, in the military, uh, we probably cannot appreciate uh, how many winning teams you've designed and how much mentoring, empowering, coaching you've, you've done all over the years. Well... Everybody talks about what the, the team is going to do or, you know, what's the project and all of that kind of stuff. And that's important, but that's almost tactical because you're in the military, you're kind of issued a team. It's whoever's around <laughs> that you can, you know, grab and the resources you can put on a project uh, and, and that kind of stuff. But the real uh, work of it is, you know, in the stakeholders, you know, the more complex, you know, the project is, the more that you need absolute, uh, you know, communication, uh, feedback, you know, from the stakeholders, because you're trying to solve, you know, a complex problem. And um, I remember back when we were trying to come up with a, a solution to help uh, both the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, uh, and uh, um, come up with a system so that we could deploy uh, both equipment and um, personnel faster. And every service had its own system and we didn't have a joint <laughs> system. And so uh, uh, for, the, for a while I had the rows of, uh, okay, uh, how are we gonna fix this? And, you know, and how are we gonna come up with a joint system? And, uh, you know, pretty much I said, well, we're going to need a lot of cooperation. <laughs> and if you really want to fix it, I mean, it's going to take money and you have to accept the fact that it's going to be a, you know, a seven year deal. And everybody said, well, why is it going to take seven years? And I said, because you've got to convince the stakeholders 
as they spend money on software programs for this, that it has to be joint compatible as opposed to, you know, are you going to just go in there and try to steal some of their money and make them do something? No, you kind of need to work with them and lead them down a path, you know, to uh, so that it's acceptable for their system, right? Anybody can dictate something, but, you know, you have to understand, hey, where are they coming from? Where do they live? You know, how's this going to affect their their life, their mission, and find a way that, you know, you work to a, a common goal as fast as you practically can, you know, without disrupting their organization. Certainly not easy. But what I find personally it's, is understanding behavior can be extremely powerful uh, because understanding behavior helps shape the culture and helps achieve alignment through the organization. Yeah, if the, if the people in an organization buy into the why, right, then the how will come. Yes, the why needs to be communicated and the vision needs to be clear to everyone in the organization. Uh, when everyone is included and the vision and the why is clear, people will contribute to the execution of the vision. Concur. Joe, if you had to think about a takeaway, what would that be? The only thing constant in this world is change. And so if your organization is not changing, at least on a microscopic level every day, then you, the organization is probably not growing. It's probably dying. And, uh, you know, every, you know, once you're born in the world, your whole life is just about <laughs> change. And so it's really interesting to say, people say, well, I don't deal with change. And I said, well, you don't realize it, but you're dealing with change all the time, especially if, if you have a family. Thank you, Joe, for your time. It was a pleasure. Leading me to think perhaps we should record more podcasts. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for the, the time and uh, I enjoyed it. Let's do it again.